the down payment that we need is the equity that we've created by our negotiation. So it's not cash that you need, it's the skill set to reduce the equity portion. So if you're buying it at 70% off, that 30% discount is your down payment. So you don't need cash because it's not based on the purchase price, it's based on the value. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks, Checks, Checks. This is Marco Kozlowski, your almost fearless leader that used to fear everything, but now loves to learn new things and uh, be stretched with a friend, Francesco Galuccio, who is uh, freezing cold in uh, Toronto, but I think it is heater fixed today, and Gabriel Araish, who is uh, now no claiming, uh, exactly, he's now claiming that he is a resident of, uh, of uh, Florida, has his driver's license and everything and is official. So uh, welcome to uh, the club, uh, Gabriel, and Frank is still out left in the cold and alone. If there's any constellation, I do have a Florida license, yes, so I'm, uh, I'm halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> but you, where, where do you actually <laughs> live right now? Where do you stay, Frank? Uh, I'm in Toronto, yes. yes. He's in his basement. But in my in thoughts, I'm, but in my thoughts, I'm in, in Florida. There you go. He's in Toronto. My thoughts Toronto, and prayers yeah. and are, are with you, Frank, and your family. Yes. Again, a little sidetrack. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. Uh, this is a podcast all about giving you extreme value on how to develop your skill sets, your understanding, and just your general knowledge base of how to increase your wealth by using asset-based lending, by buying assets without using necessarily your own money, but leveraging tools and I guess resources that are available to pretty much anyone that know how to use it. And the more you learn, the more you earn. And we want to uh, empower you with some some knowledge that you can use as much as you can. And if you decide to really do this business, if you really want to shine and get results very quickly, you'll make the good decision to uh, join one of the uh, the events that we have so we can help you and mentor you into uh, buying um, as many assets as you want and uh, really applying these skills perfectly. Now, today we're going to continue the discussion from our other two previous podcasts, uh, which were partnerships. We talked about partnerships and how we choose our partners. Uh, we talked about Murphy as a partner wh- that we really don't like. And we're now going to talk about the other partner, which you have, whether you like it or not, which is the uh, IRS. And if you spell T-H-E and then I-R-S, the I-R-S, you put that together, it spells theirs. That's how the IRS sees things. Uh, It's theirs. So remember that the IRS is a partner and they will take and they will shoot first, ask questions later. We can ask Frank as he was part of the Canadian mafia, I mean IRS, uh, which is the CRA. (laughs) We will dissect into the, the real partnership that you have. And if you play by the rules, you're actually going to be way better off. In fact, those that don't play the rules are the ones that are hurt the most. And we don't learn tax strategy in school or in any medium, even accountants, you know, that after a lot of schooling don't necessarily know all the ins and outs that are possible unless they really dive deep into, deep dive into the tax code. And it's, I think it's a very small little, it's a leaflet, right? The tax code, it's like just a little pamphlet. Oh, yeah. There's really not a lot of information in there. And, and I, I know everyone reads every page every day. 
But the tax code is pretty daunting. And the tax codes have been written by the wealthy to protect the wealthy, but you don't have to be wealthy to play by wealthy rules. You just have to understand what to do in order to benefit from the rules that are already there. As long as you play by the rules, you're fine. And if you do play by the rules, you can actually pay very, very little tax, almost close to none, if you know what to do. So that's your- Which will result in you becoming wealthy. Exactly, because it's not how much you make that matters, it's how much you keep. And if you're giving away most to the, you know, to the governments and shit, you're not keeping much. And it's putting you in a position of, uh, of weakness. And the more you keep, obviously, the better it is. So that's enough of a long ass introduction. Let's get into Frank. Now, you're the expert, you know, in Canada specifically, you know, you, you know, the ins and outs and you know this game very well. I think you might be going through something now yourself. So it might be apropos or maybe too soon, a little too soon. Maybe this is something you don't want to talk about. But <laughs> no, uh, I, wound, it's still wounded. It's, 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 I, it's uh, long, the wound. But, I can. No. Yeah. The IRS and the CRA. Yes. Obviously, they're tax agencies for the same purpose. They have the same objective. And listen, I'm not I'm not against taxes. Taxes does do good. It does, you know, fund social programs and infrastructure and things like that. But it goes into pockets as well and, you know, careless spending. As I worked with the CRA, as I worked as a collection officer, a senior collection officer there. My mandate was the bill was already issued. There's no jury. There's no judge. Uh, they, they issue your assessment or reassessment in that case. And then we just collect it. And you have no say unless you have someone on your team like a professional specialized CPA that knows and went through the IRS code book and and see what I, I wouldn't even call them loopholes there's there's listen there's tax avoidance and there's tax evasion and there's evasion avoidance is not illegal all right so there's there's different mechanism and they put in the in the code in the IRS codes where you can reduce your taxes one of them I think we discussed at you know code 1031 in the IRS is it's hey if you uh, sold an asset and you have capital gains you can defer that capital gains by following the rules in regulation 1031 of the IRS so there's mechanisms in there and for the average Joe is not going to know that like you said the average accountant bookkeeper will not know that you need to go to a specialized CPA firm that knows specifically exactly how to do this and yeah I was caught in a little bit of runt as my business grew and, and thankfully did I'm blessed that, that it has uh, that I'm in that situation but I paid quite a bit of taxes on both sides of the border because I am foreign national so I paid a lot to the IRS and I paid even more to uh, not even more but I paid additional to uh, the CRA uh, most countries if you are you know a foreign national they do have tax treaties where if you paid a certain country tax like the IRS you get to credit that amount within your respective country uh, but I'm not going to get into that well you do in Canada so, sorry sorry to interrupt but if you pay business tax in, in the US then you they take that credit they, whatever the difference is you pay in Canada if, if you set up depends. correctly that, yeah. if you, if you LLC, set up correctly if you do an LLC for example as a Canadian citizen I had this happen where I went to a seminar they said yeah yeah I do an LLC everyone does an LLC and I'm a Canadian and I have do a single member LLC as a Canadian Everything is flow through. So the, the, the U.S. government sees an LLC as a flow through to personal. So now I'm paying personal tax as a foreign national. So it's like 40 some percent. And then the Canadian government says, well, wait a second. You paid the IRS that percentage, but you didn't because we see this as a, a business tax entity. business entity. You didn't pay the business tax. So guess what? You're going to owe me 45 percent. So I got ten thousand dollars on what I was supposed to get a hundred thousand because I didn't understand the rules right so anyway Frank sorry forgive I, me no I no 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 yeah. that's a very valid point and, and so my two and, partners and it is. my two partners took 90 percent of the money because mm-hmm. they are my partner right and I could Absolutely. not pay them except I don't I won't do well in orange and I won't <laughs> I will drop the soap yeah 
Yeah, but on that, yeah, you're absolutely right. Some country uh, tax agencies won't recognize entities that are in the states. I know uh, the Triple LP, uh, the Limited Liability the Limited Partnership, which was formed in I think initially in, in Florida, but it's recognized in the U.S. as a limited partnership. But Canada doesn't recognize the CRA. There was a whole thing on that, and people that registered that way, they were grandfathered. But anyone that did it afterwards, it's you're going to be double taxed, and that's what happened to me. Not on the LLP part of it, but the way I structured initially wasn't wrong it was not wrong it was correct but once you hit a certain threshold in income you have to change your business structure and i didn't realize after when you know we, I, we as we started accumulating assets and we made money with thankfully we made money we realized shit we were over that you know this income brackets for certain level of incomes where you know if you're over x amount you're going to be paying 30 percent. if you're over x amount you're going to be paying 40 and x amount you're paying 48 percent or 50 percent taxes so we breached that line that bracket and the way our person the way our, our structure was we ended up paying quite a bit to the irs and to the cra and almost like your story marco you end up you know holding 10 percent. meanwhile everyone got 40 and 40 and you're like what the heck i did all the work and you end up with 10 percent, which is it is devastating when you look at it you're like shit it, i got a big tax bill and you do have to pay it you do have and to pay if it if you don't have real partners too <laughs> yeah, yeah well if you have another partner then you have to split that ten thousand yeah, at the five that's it, yeah. uh you know maybe that's a night out i don't know but in the end so you have to pivot and and i did and thankfully for for, for gabe he introduced me to a very reputable firm that restructured my entities so you pay your fair share of taxes from a corporate or limited uh, partnership perspective but at least you're left over with like anything you do pay will be credited properly like a hundred percent anything that is left over is yours where you're not you know giving it to the irs because the irs will take it and they'll charge oh, you interest and penalties on that that's what happened to me i i got shot every angle but you're from, still here to talk about it. It's, and it's, you know, it's right. only money and you'll just make more. Uh, it is. I got dinged even for um, a late filing penalty because I, I didn't know I had to do installments because they said, no, Frank, you did too much. You have to, you have to pay us in advance every quarter. Right. And I, I didn't yeah. know I had to do that because I hit that threshold and I got dinged on that. So just be aware that if you are getting into this, depending on, you know, what the income level is, yes, you may structure one way, but as you keep growing your entity, uh, your empire, you're going to have to pivot and do something different. So I just want to be clear that these are rich people problems, right? So I don't want to dissuade anyone from getting into the business because you have to pay taxes. Because that's I actually have heard people say, I don't want to give the government any money, any more money, so I'm not going to do this business. Wow. In fact, you want to pay millions of dollars in taxes and keep hundreds of millions. It's a partner that you have to be aware of is the moral of this. I just, I don't want to instill, you know, scare the shit out of people where, you know, this could happen and they go to jail and blah, 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 because I didn't know. No, there's, there's I, always I remedies, started off right? saying taxes is good. Yeah, taxes, taxes is good. Well, you work for so, yeah. you know, your, yeah. your, your agency allowed you to do what you're doing now. So you're, you know, and the tax agencies are people that work there that are just following the rules. That's all, right? So, and sorry, Gabe, one second. I just want to be clear that Frank started with doing things growing realizing that there was a problem and then having the capital to fix it because he can because of the situation that he's in so and what most people do is they hear this they hear oh shit you know frank had something he had to pay i don't i won't have the money to like because they're putting themselves back in the situation that you're in now perhaps where you don't maybe you don't have the money to you know put one foot in front of the other i've been there done that i think we all have at one point in our lives maybe not frank because mm -hmm. he's you know pretty savvy but i've been down and out and i go through cash flow gaps constantly i talk about this with them you know i'm i'm overstretching myself taking risks even now 
I want to talk about it right now, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's, there's always something that I'm doing that's like, why am I even doing this? Because it's the thrill of the hunt, you know, is to do something that I didn't think I could do. But anywho, it's just know that it's only money. And if there, and if you make enough, you can clean it up and just do it, make money and you'll make enough money to clean up the mess if you do it right. That's just know that. And I'm sure if Frank, whatever the tax bill was or whatever the, you know, it was, had he known that he would have that problem when he first started, he probably wouldn't have started because it would be an ungodly amount of pain in the ass and money that would have scared the shit out of him to even get going. So just know that you're going to be fine as long as you're aware of the rules in the IRS and the, if you're in a different country, if you set it up right, you'll not have double taxation. In fact, if you do it right, you don't even have to pay that much tax if you set it up right. Gabe. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm leaving the room now. It's okay. I'm done. No, that's fine. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Just like when you when you get a you know when you when you partner up with someone before you enter this partnership, generally you have a shareholder agreement, right? And the reason you do this is you spend maybe a couple of hundred dollars on the shareholder agreement to protect you and to protect your partner. So you know if if this happens, then this is the solution. If that happens, this is the solution. It's just, that's how you protect yourself from future problems. Because if you don't have a shareholder agreement, you're going to move forward and eventually, you know, your business is going to grow. You're going to make a lot of money. And then all of a sudden, you know, a divorce happens, either you or your or your partner or whatnot. And then that's when shit hits the fan and all these costs come and get into play. It's the same thing with the IRS. The only difference is that, you know, they're going to be your partner from the get go. So, you know, what Frank did was... He had to fix a situation that he either didn't think of, plan of, plan properly for at the time, maybe didn't expect to grow, you know, the way he did. And that's fine. And yes, he did have the money to fix it. But fixing something will always cost more than building it right. So I think the mindset here needs to be, if you want to start a business, then start it right. You know, the IRS is going to be taking a piece of everything. So structure yourself right from the get go. And when you start, it's cheap because you have nothing. It's going to cost you an entity. It's going to cost you very, very little out of your pocket to get started the right way. So build the foundation correctly of your business from a structural standpoint and you'll be fine. So I did the same thing. I had to restructure, you know, I, I'm changing countries now. I got to restructure as well. And I'm a CPA and I, I made, it's just messy, right? So I had to fix everything and yeah, there's cost to that. I'm okay. You know, thankfully, you know, we're, I'm good. And again, fixing things will be more costly, but if you have the money, then it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's just money. But if I have a piece of advice for you, it's just, just do it the right way from the get go. You know, you have us to tell you, you know, what's going to happen. So, you know, so do it right from the get go. And it's, it's really cheap to get started the right way. It's, that's just up to you. Actually, I just wanted to add that. I know Marco, you had a point, but I did start off on the right way initially i didn't i didn't create my own entities an asset protection lawyer to structure it it's just when you hit a certain level of income which again i'm blessed that i even hit that level and i didn't even think about it you know five years ago or whatever that i was gonna hit that level but when you do be prepared to pivot so i don't set it as a cost yes it was it was expensive it was a few thousand dollars to get the cpa firm to restructure but that is an investment because whether 100%. it's been three, four, five, or six thousand dollars to get a new structure, I'm going to save that tenfold on taxes this year uh, for oh. my 2021. And, and guess more what? More than tenfold, actually. When you, yeah. when you when you invest in this structure, that's also tax deductible. So the IRS will credit you for investing in properly structuring their system. So those that have the capital to structure correctly should when they get started, mm -hmm. right? So if you're in a situation where you want to buy as many assets as possible, which you should. If you understand and have the skills which we teach, 
how to buy assets at significant discounts, use asset-based lending to put debt on these properties. And the down payment that we need is the equity that we've created by our negotiation. So it's not cash that you need, it's the skill set to reduce the equity portion. So if you're buying it at 70% off, that 30% discount is your down payment. So you don't need cash because it's not based on the purchase price, it's based on the value. And that asset will generate income that, you know, that will trickle down and you have the right structure. Now, also, I'm sure there are folks that are that have been in my situation when I first started, I didn't have two pennies to rub together. I would go and buy a 99 cent menu at McDonald's for my family. I had four kids. I could only buy four because I couldn't eat because there's tax. There's tax on the 99 cent menu. So it's, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And I've also heard, well, I'm not even going to start buying real estate until I can afford the proper structures. If you ask an attorney, that's what they're telling you to do because they're protecting their attorney license. If you're asking me from an entrepreneurial standpoint and as a risk taker, because you've got to do something to get something. You've got to give up something in order to get something. Nothing ever comes with no cost. It's either going to take time or risk or you have to, you just have to give up your old life to get a new one. Like you just got to give up something to get something. Just how life works. The rule of karma. If you have no pennies to rub together and you learn this process and you actually get money to, now the question is you get cash to close and you get cash flow. Do you need that money to live or do you need that money to protect yourself from something that could maybe happen in the future and not pay taxes? So the question is, is it cheaper for me to do an entity so I pay less tax later or is it cheaper for me to do something else? So you have to just off weigh the costs overall. And if I was starving to death today and I got an asset and if I could take every dollar that that asset made so I could save forever on taxes, I would continue to starve to death put that money back into that asset because I know that that would be the last year that I ever have to starve. That makes sense. Yeah. So yep. just because you have something that's coming doesn't mean you have to take it and cannibalize it and put yourself in more risk. I did it. I'm going to still starve for another year. I'm still going to go to McDonald's if I have to just, you know, or do whatever I have to do to take care of my family. And then once that cycle is over, I know I can pull out the cash necessary to structure it right, pay less taxes, and now start playing by the rich rules and never have to pay taxes again or double tax or reduce my taxes significantly by 80, Mm -hmm. 90% if you do it right. Anyways, that's just what I wanted to share. And it's not even about paying taxes. I think the the, the real risk isn't about paying taxes. The real risk is just about you know, uh, how much tax you're going to yes, end up yes, paying. Yes. So, so that's, that's the thing is you're hundred percent correct. It's just do it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're doing it personally, cause it only takes one deal. At least if you follow what we've been teaching, yeah. it takes one deal and you'll be able to, you know, just create your own little structure and your property is going to pay for it. Yeah, so hundred yeah, percent yeah. get started. That's the most important. But if you do have the means to do it, then structure yourself from the get go hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Do it right. If you can, and if you can't just do it the way you have to Fix do it, it to put food on the table and take care of your family forever. And yeah. But if you don't do it, nothing will ever change because no one's ever made millions doing nothing. Yeah. Agreed. I know when uh, when I was working with the CRA and, uh, you know, sometimes I would tell stories without releasing any names, you know, no conflict of interest or, and confidentiality. But I would say, yeah, you know, I worked on accounts over a million dollars. They owed over a million dollars. And like people are like, oh my goodness, oh my, this, poor them. It's not poor them because if they owe a million dollars in taxes, they made probably 10 million. And that's the point here. Taxes is not a bad thing. It's just obviously you want to try to reduce your exposure to it and setting up the entities. You know, a corporate entity is going to pay a lot less tax than a personal income tax. Personal income tax is the highest tax bracket that anyone can pay. 
Uh, so just knowing the rules, getting the help you need. But like Marco said, if you don't have the money to do it now, it's okay to put your, you know, to pay a little bit more taxes just to get you going. But as you get going and you acquire more assets, do yourself a favor, invest in that, invest in that uh, yes. little bit of money, get someone to help you and you'll, you'll thank them for it because you're going to be making, you'll, you'll be keeping, keeping more. more at the end of the year. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's taking care of your partner the right way because the partner is going to take their money whether you like it or not. Right. It's the IRS mm-hmm. theirs. So, and they have that attitude always and it's only theirs by their rules same thing right so play by their rules and you're going to keep more and at first you're going to have to make a deal with the devil like we all did we've all mm -hmm. had to make that deal and it pays off gabe final words yeah i was going to say that it's an investment that's going to pay for itself because just the amount of taxes you're going to save moving forward is going to pay your initial investment tenfold if not more so yeah 17.6 fold the first year yeah, six three. Yeah, point two. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Always have fun, uh, you know, doing this. And who thought that the IRS talk could be rather fun to listen to? I don't think I could ever be excited about taxes, but it's always fun. And uh, yeah, so do it, do it, do it. Remember your your partner. And if you have to pay your partner more the first year just to get into the business, well, fuck it, get it done. The second year you pay less, the third year you pay, you know, it just and as you start making more and more, your partner will be phased out never completely because everyone has to pay their fair share. I don't believe in uh, not paying your taxes i think it has to be done to contribute however just play by the rules and pay the least amount legally possible as opposed to the most because as an employee the tax burden of the country is on the employee they pay the most taxes percentage wise and the business owner if they do it right pays the least that's just how the rules are so be a business owner shift from employee to business owner so you can have others work hard or money work hard or tenants work hard so you don't have to and you can enjoy your life because this is the one life you have so do the best you can with it appreciate you both frank and gabe and of course the listener like it love it share it if you uh, are not familiar with with our programs please go to markokozlowski.com or marco at markokozlowski.com if you want to join one of our next upcoming programs to get involved in asset-based loans to buy assets that cash flow so you can make cash flow and the spread between what the money costs you and what the property makes and using the equity as the down payment not your cash and it's a lot of fun we've all done it we're going to continue to do it and we want you to do it and thrive thanks guys have a great day bye for now If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. 